I'm Natasha. And I'm Sarah. We're two girlfriends who met in the entertainment industry where we found the most important commonality, our faith in Jesus. This is our faith-based podcast where we share with you guys encouragement from the Word of God, different struggles that we faced as believers, and how we navigate being in the world but not of the world. We are Covered Covered by by Grace. Welcome back to a new episode of the Covered by Grace podcast. Today we are going to be talking all about mental health and how it's affected us personally in our lives and what we've done to help ourselves in those situations because it is something that a lot of people suffer with, if not most people, and it's a very stigmatized topic as well and 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 just in general it's been hard to talk about over the years and I think now it's really come to light as something that we all deal with in some capacity and so um, we're going to talk about that and how our faith has helped us through it as well. Yes I think that's yeah that's really important even even just as you were speaking about this I was in my head I was going through like all the things I experienced related to mental health. And then mm-hmm. just at the end, when you said how our faith has helped us through it, I'm like, that is like all of a sudden it just went from super negative to very positive in my mm-hmm. mindset. I'm like, that's actually, it is really key. Obviously we're a faith-based podcast yeah. and, you know, so that's the most important thing. I think it can be very, very, it is really dark to go through um, different struggles with mental health. And then just knowing that like, just having faith. Like, I don't know what I would do without my faith, to be honest, in the situation. So I think that's super key. And I know that today we just wanted to talk about um, our own experiences with it, because I know we both had different experiences with this. And hopefully for our listeners, um, this can give you guys some, it can, it can help you to know that you're not alone, which obviously mm-hmm. you're not, but just hearing other people's stories, I think is helpful. And then just our takeaways of what we've you know, what we've personally found um, that has been helpful for us. So yeah, we're excited to talk about it. Yeah, exactly. And I think too, like to start, even Christians have mental health problems throughout their life. I know a lot of people think too, like, oh, because you're Christian and and God's with you and, and, you know, he can see you and he knows exactly what you're experiencing. It doesn't negate that you can't have those problems um, just because you are a Christian. So I just want to start off with that too, because I think a lot of people might think, well, if you're a Christian and God's the ultimate healer, which he is, that you can't have those struggles. And I know like we both have had those struggles, even in the height of our faith walks. Sometimes it just, it just happens and it just kind of comes upon you and it, um, it's the enemy that is definitely attacking in those situations. So just wanted to start off with that as well, because we're still going through it, even though our faith journey is really, you know, really strong at the moment and it's evolving every single day. It's not like it just disappears when you feel like you're on the the best of the best parts in your, in your faith walk. Yeah, that is, very true. That's a really good point. And I also think that, like you said, it's it's also like a pressure that maybe we can put on ourselves too as Christians mm-hmm. to kind of say like, well, you know, how can I really be struggling with this? Because I know who God is and I know he's ultimate healer. And it kind of brings, I think it might bring a little bit more shame as well in certain situations. Yeah. Like we put this like shame and condemnation onto ourselves definitely. Um, And yeah, I remember like, I think the first year that I rededicated my life to the Lord and I didn't have an understanding yet of like in this world, 
you will have trouble, but take heart because I have overcome the world. I just looked at it in the beginning as like, oh, I accepted the Lord. Now I have favor and I have grace. So like basically life is going to go well for me and I'm always going to be protected. Yeah. And that's actually how I saw it like for the first couple months. And mm -hmm. I was waiting to like record my testimony and I felt like the Lord was like, not yet. And I'm like, thankful that he didn't let me record it then because I feel like I would have made it seem like basically if you accept the Lord, you're going to have an easy life, which is not what scripture says. So again, not that we, not that we expect to have a difficult life. I mean, yeah, there's persecution. So we, we could anticipate that or, you know, just to have trouble and things like that. But actually those things will bring us closer to the Lord and, you know, mm -hmm. through those hardships, that's what actually makes us rely more on him as opposed to everything going well all the time, then you kind of start losing that closeness with God because it's like you almost feel like you don't need I him. Don't, I don't need. Yeah. It's just so terrible. Not yeah. It's like, it's that mentality. No, no. Like, yeah. like not saying we don't need him, but yeah. if when everything is going amazing, that's when people tend to lose yeah. or walk away a little bit from their prayer life their yeah. you know, things like that because they feel like they're kind of invincible on top of the world. Yeah. Um, you know what I mean? Like it's kind of like one of those things, like exactly how we explained it. It's yeah, like it just happens naturally. Then forget. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So maybe we can talk about our own experiences a little bit of what we went through in terms of the topic of mental health, like our moments of, of weakness in this area. Mm -hmm. um, so I can start. Um, so for me, I did go through a, a struggling time when I was probably uh, I'm trying to remember like the exact moment I think it was around 16 or 17 and I remember like I couldn't explain how I was feeling and mental health was not prevalent really at the time like I mean obviously there was therapists and things like that and there was medication and there there were all those things but it wasn't it wasn't like very prevalent it wasn't all over social media people didn't want to talk about it yeah because it was a shameful thing like we discussed and um so I remember there was a moment where I just literally could not get out of bed. And it was like a two-week period. It was like a very depressive state that I was in, even though I did not know that's what it was at the time. I just thought I was like, I was essentially, I thought I was essentially dying because I felt so out of body. I couldn't figure out what was going on. I lost complete touch with like the world, um, kind of like a foggy brain all the time, just very depressive state, didn't want to do anything, didn't want to eat, didn't want to get up. And I remember going to my mom and just saying, I don't know what I'm feeling. Like, I can't describe this. There's no way to explain it. It's like a very unexplainable feeling, but I just don't feel well. And I remember I was mm -hmm. like singing a lot at the time at different functions. And I would literally go to these events like a zombie. Like I couldn't, I couldn't figure out how yeah. to feel normal. I couldn't pinpoint it, mm -hmm. didn't know how to explain it. There, when you when you Googled it at that time, there was nothing really that popped up because this wasn't this wasn't normal to people. People just didn't talk about it, right? And so I just knew yeah. I felt totally off. Like I did not feel well. And yeah, so this lasted for two weeks where I was just like completely bedridden. Then I just forced myself up and tried to figure out what was going on. I did go to a therapist and. Um, that's when it was it was pretty much diagnosed that I had like depression and a little bit of anxiety as well and so worked okay, on that yeah. I did go on medication for a little while and things kind of started to feel a little bit better I will say though the medication did numb me and so it was still not my 
greatest moments just because I almost couldn't feel a lot of the time um, what I was going through. I didn't know what emotions I was feeling. And I was very young, so I just didn't really get it. And so I do remember, though, like this happened during the summer. So like years following, I always hated the summer because it just reminded me of being in that state. And it was such an awful time. Mm -hmm. And I just couldn't, again, I couldn't pinpoint what even brought it on. I think it was just natural struggles of being a teenager. At the time, I was in the music industry, which I still am. But as a teenager going through that, there's a lot of emotions and feelings and stresses that most other teenagers don't experience at that age necessarily. So I just felt very alone and isolated. So I think that's what brought it all on. And then my hormones. So it was just Mm -hmm. something I couldn't describe, didn't know what it was. And it was a very debilitating moment for me. And so, yeah, so years following that, I always hated the summer just because that's what brought me back to that moment. And Mm -hmm. one of my favorite quotes, and I I actually have it like on my my phone and as my phone background and everything, is fear does not come from God. And I like to read that occasionally when I start to feel anxious or I start to feel nervous because I think a lot of the time if I am going back Uh, or feeling like I'm drifting back into like negativity and maybe not the best like mindset, it's brought on by fear. And it's not fear that I even Mm -hmm. bring upon myself. It's just something I'm worrying about. It's just like, just, it could be anything, but you know, your, your thoughts are racing. And then that's kind of when the enemy takes over and he's like, I'm going to control this now and, and really get you feel fearful and worked up about it. So that is a quote that has always kind of stuck with me. Like fear does not come from God because he does not bring that on us. That is the enemy bringing that on us. And so yeah, definitely. now I, yeah. So now I feel like I've, since my early twenties, I was able to kind of control those emotions and those feelings. And if I felt like I was slipping back into it, I kind of knew how to talk myself out of it. And obviously through prayer and and just relying on God to pull me out of that situation. Um, And ironically, over the last couple of years during COVID, where like the world has absolutely flipped upside down and like life has changed completely for me and just so many big changes I've felt the most at peace because I've fully given everything I have to God versus trying to rely on my own strength like I did back then. So that's kind of a little bit of a synopsis of like the mental health struggles I've gone through. And obviously I still struggle with them here and there. They're not to the same point that I that I did experience when I was younger, but um, I feel like I have the tools and the resources from God and through my faith journey to pull me out of those situations when I feel myself kind of slipping. Whereas before I didn't rely on those, those tools that I knew God gave us to, to rely on him to help me through it. Yeah, that's really good. I love what you said about that, about like the other, the other thing I think of is same quote that you said, but God not being the author of fear And I think, yeah, when it comes to fear, when it comes to anxiety, when it comes to guilt, like there's just certain emotions I feel like that you just know are rooted in fear, even 
yeah, even like guilt. There's just different things that you don't think of it as fear, but you realize that the Lord wouldn't put that on us. So yeah, I love that. And there's also the scripture, I don't know the exact verse of what it is, but the scripture about like whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is true to meditate on such things or to think about such things, um, which is like literally renewing your mind or the scripture about renewing your mind each day. And there's just so many like whoever has kind of delved into um, self-help and self-development and things like that, which I know is like, I'm not necessarily promoting it, but there's definitely things that have been different aspects that have been helpful, but also a lot of those things have been derived from the Bible, but then they're kind of just twisted. So it's like, you know, like new Mm -hmm. age beliefs or different things like that and with meditation and da da da. But then actually, when you look back to the Bible, it's like, it actually has already said this from the very beginning about renewing your mind every day and focusing on whatever is true and whatever is lovely and whatever is pure. And there's just Mm -hmm. so many things that that self-help um, and these tools will teach you that are already are already in the Bible. So like you were saying, you had these tools that you could access, but you know, we don't always we don't always realize that they're there. Cause it's it's not as mm-hmm. clear necessarily as like picking up a self-development book and it tells you exactly what you need to do. Whereas like scripture is something that you really need to read and you need to take in and understand because you can, you know, it's not always, it's kind of spoken in riddles a little bit sometimes too, right? So sometimes you're like, wait, what does that, what does that actually mean until Mm -hmm. you get a revelation of it, until you go through it? And then you're like, okay, I understand now. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Yeah. So I think. Well, and and also to speak to that too, when you mentioned like the self-help stuff, just like on a side note with that topic, I remember that like when I did go to therapy and the different people I was speaking to about mental health when I was younger, they did provide those those uh, more secular tools like self-help for me to do. And I always felt like I was broken because I felt like I couldn't sit there and meditate. I couldn't figure out how to do that. My body wouldn't like – it was kind of blocking all those things for me. I, I just could never do it. I'm not sure about you if you ever tried it, Sarah. And maybe it works yeah. for some people, but it's not necessarily a biblical thing to like meditate in that way, like the way they're teaching you to in a very secular modern medicine type way um, versus now when I feel like I need the faith tools that I kind of mentioned, going back to the Bible is what helps me. Like that's what I mean when I go back to tools is like kind of that, the biblical reference of those things versus like the self-help like like the meditating things because I just could never do it I still can't do it I can't focus I'm like thinking in different like I'm in a different world (laughs) so um yeah yeah that just wanted to jump in on that part (laughs) no that's so true because it's uh I think it's like eastern eastern practices with meditation and it's like basically training you I think to empty your mind as opposed to like meditating on the word of God. And so, yeah, I totally, I I know what you mean. So to share now my, I was going to say my side of the story, but it's not like there was two, my side is the side of your story. (laughs) But um, honestly, I just feel like I have like, I'm trying to pick like what experience to share because I feel like I have dealt with so many mental health things that I'm just like, oh my gosh, like I don't even Mm -hmm. know where to start, but I won't, I won't go over all of them. But um I wanted to just kind of tie into like different things that I tried because you were just talking about how you're going to therapy and and medication and different things that they will teach you to do. And again, we're not 
saying that like you shouldn't ever take medication or that you shouldn't go to therapy and da da yeah. da da. Um, I think there's a place for yeah. all of those things like in moderation. Mm-hmm. I I literally don't even know where to start, but basically what I would say is is that I think it has been or was, I guess I, guess I could say was, a generational thing within my family on specifically one of my parents' side of um, bipolar and and uh, depression. So um, someone in my family was like diagnosed with this and like when they were young and they were basically told you're going to be on medication like for the rest of your life and this is how you're going to live. And so um, I I feel like it was a generational thing where either I observed some of the behaviors of it growing up a little bit, not that, again, it's hard to describe them like being vague, but I think I, I did see some of them, some of the behaviors, but mostly I think it was like a generational thing that really had to be prayed into. And so I would experience extreme highs and extreme lows um, from as early as I could remember. So like literally from as early as I can remember as being a child. And um, I would just say that like my mind was the most easily, I probably was like the most easily targeted person when it came to having a weak mind. Like any sort of fear that came in or accusation of the enemy, I would just be like totally taken down. Like I ha- I was the least, I had the least strong mind ever. Like I, I could just be taken down with anything. And mm. I was thinking about that the other day about how like, I don't feel like I, I feel like I'm just so much stronger now and it kind of feels like the opposite. But um, basically I would say it was more depression probably that I dealt with for many years and then kind of like a bipolar sort of thing, I guess, with like the ups and downs. And I remember specifically like also just living for like the next high that would kind of like bring me up because in between I would feel depressed always. And I actually remember writing in my journal when I was like 15 and I said, I honestly feel like I'm just living, I'm just living for the next high. And like, does everybody do that? Like, do we just like live for the next thing that's going to give us kind of like a hit of like happiness and affirmation? And then we're just going to kind of go down Mm -hmm. again and be depressed again and feel bad about ourselves until we get something else that affirms us, like buying something new or, or getting a new job or getting that boyfriend or whatever it was. And so I recognized that in myself very young, but like I didn't know what to do about it. I was like, well, anyways, I'll just continue on this way <laughs> because of what else am I going to do? Yeah. Um, and I, I wasn't living like a Christian, like I, as, as some 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 of our listeners know, yeah. um, I didn't like actually come to the Lord until I was 25 or 26. But so I didn't even like really have that I feel to rely on. I probably prayed, but I didn't understand like at all anything about taking thoughts captive. I didn't even understand that there was an enemy that was trying to attack my mind and like bring these thoughts to me. And yeah, it was. I also realized too that the types of people I surrounded myself with, you know how like, you know, you can have a great childhood, but you have those you have that friend or those specific friends that just, they don't have any boundaries or any rules and your parents have no idea like what you do when you hang out with these friends. And so I feel like there was this just spirit of depression and suicide and self-harm of some people I was hanging out with. And it kind of almost came on to me. It was like, it was like, um, just from my exposure and like this deep, these deep relationships and intimate relationships I had. And then I would find myself like indulging and, and I was going to say just a a warning, trigger warning for people listening. If this is like, I just talk about it so normally because it's just something I experienced, but I started like with self-harm. I started just like always thinking about suicide and different things like that. I don't actually 
really think I would have actually done that, but it was just something I thought about a lot and it was very dark and just thinking about all those things. So I think it was, it was definitely spiritual that came in through doors that I let in um, from things I started doing when I was very young. And I think that let, that opened those doors too. So, you know, there was that. And then um, I'll get to the last part of the mental health part, and then I'll get to what I did to resolve it or how the Lord helped me. And then from the depressive state, that's when the anxiety eventually started, which I had never experienced anxiety before. So it felt Mm. like it was like the depression and bipolar. And then it wasn't until I think I was 20, 20, I think I had like my first anxiety attack, which before that I didn't even understand what people were talking about when they talked about anxiety. I didn't even get it. And, um, yeah, I went on like a trip with my friends at that time. And I just remember like I was drinking and doing different things like that. And I woke up and all of a sudden just this like overwhelming fear just totally consumed me. And I just felt like I'm trapped, I'm trapped, I'm trapped. And so I went and I like called my parents, which um, at the time, you know, I didn't even, I didn't have the ability to like have the internet with everything. I was in Cuba and I had to go to this pay phone that was far away and it was so expensive. And I was trying to tell my parents, like, I'm so scared. I don't know what to do. And, um, yeah, basically what I realized was that what I realized just in short is, is that the anxiety attacks started happening basically from suppressed emotion because I was in like really unhealthy relationships that were, they were just, it was, it was always unhealthy, right? Um, so, sorry, I don't know if you guys can hear that noise in the background. Hopefully that will, that will stop shortly. My husband, Adam just got home. So he's just putting some laundry away. Um, but I'm like, in my head, I'm like, stop that. Um, (laughs) but yeah, so, um, what was I saying? So basically, yeah, so the suppressed emotion, so these unhealthy, toxic relationships, and it was just really, really bad. And I wasn't dealing with it. I wasn't getting the emotion out. I wasn't dealing with it. I was just stuffing it down and continuing to put myself in those situations. And so I realized this doesn't, this is not necessarily the case for everyone, but I realize a lot of the time that anxiety does come from suppressed emotions of not allowing ourselves to feel and process things, trauma or every you know, yeah, trauma, everyday emotions, different things like that. And then you think you're getting rid of it because you're like stuffing it down, but it has to go somewhere, right? So it's not gone. It's like, it's just been stuffed down. It comes forth in like uglier ways. Mm -hmm. And so that's, you know, when I, when I started experiencing that. And I, I remember I went to go and see this therapist, secular therapist, and I told her, she's really sweet. Um, I told her what I was dealing with, with like, I'm too anxious to like, um, go on a plane now. I can't go on a boat. I can't go anywhere too far away from my home and from my parents, basically. And um, then I told her I was rep- I was presented this opportunity to go and live in India for uh, like six months or something like that through this like modeling agency. And she told me like you shouldn't go because of basically like you're just going to put yourself in a bad situation if you go. But Again, this is before I came to the Lord, came back to the Lord. But I remember in that moment thinking like, I just don't, I don't buy that. Like I was like, I don't think that I should just stop doing things because of, like I'm putting limitations on myself because if I can't go on a plane and a boat and what's next, I can't go in an elevator, I can't get in a car. Now I'm going to stay on my bed all day. So I was like, I just feel like that's just not 
a thing. Like I was like, I feel like I just, I want to address the root of my fear as opposed to just like managing it. Um, because there's just so much, there's so much behavioral modification things that we can do to like try to not be triggered by things or like try to eliminate every single stressor, but like we can't run away from life. And so I think that there's some behavioral modification things that are very helpful, but more, more importantly, it's a getting to the root of the, of the depression, of the anxiety, all all these things and, and healing from the trauma and things you experienced. So um, I did have like some medication for anxiety that I would only take for emergency purposes. And I ended up never taking it when I went to India. But uh, basically that was like, I think, anyways, <laughs> I'm just trying to get to the end of the story. But pretty much what happened is I feel like by the time I, I kind of um, came back to the Lord, that's really where my true healing really started. Because even prior to that, when I was 21, I kind of hit this point where I was like, I'm done with being depressed. I'm done with with all these things. I wasn't even anxious at that point. I was just depressed. And I dove super deeply into self-development and healing. And those there was really great tools that really helped me. But at the same time, I was doing it all in my own strength. And I was trying to dig up like root issues and heal on my own as opposed to allowing the Lord to heal me. So I was like being my own healer. And um, it wasn't until like I came into a true relationship with him that I realized like he is actually going to expose expose things um, when it's time and he's going to expose the root of it if I allow him to because, you know, whatever we keep in the dark, the enemy is going to torment us there. Totally. So allowing the Lord to, to heal it. And I found that to be, in short, um, you know, the most helpful, but, it, but really it's like... So yeah, in short, I found getting to the root of things and and mm-hmm. knowing and asking the Lord, like, don't try to dig it up on your own, but asking the Lord, like, what happened that has caused me this trauma or this anxiety or this depression or whatever it is, and asking the Lord to to heal you, but also bring in the people that that can assist in the healing as well. And sometimes there are things that have to be done in between, like there's behavioral things that can be done. Um, there's the tools of like meditating on the word of God. Sometimes sometimes you do have to have medication for a period of time just to be able to cope and stabilize yourself as well. Yeah. So um, yeah, that's my long slash short story. <laughs> I could just name so many other stories, <laughs> but I'm like, that's about what happened, I would say. <laughs> Did you guys know that Covered by Grace also has a faith-based clothing line? From crewnecks, hoodies, and tees to sweatsuits and caps, our goal was to create stylish and minimal pieces that served as a way to share the gospel wherever you go. We had so much fun creating these faith-based pieces for you guys, and we hope you enjoy them just as much as we do. For each item purchased, 10% of net profit will be donated directly to Pro-Life Renewal Society a Christ-centered organization which provides sexually abused and exploited women the hope of a different reality. So head over to CoveredByGraceCo.com to check out our latest collection, and for being a podcast listener, receive a special 10% discount at checkout with the code PODCAST10. That's CoveredByGraceCo.com, discount code PODCAST10. Happy shopping! Yeah, that's the Coles notes. Yeah, well, I mean, that even that in itself was an inspiring story because I think I think you're right like in terms of like depression and anxiety I feel like that's kind of how it works like you're kind of starting off depressed and then from that depressive state like you said you're kind of you're pushing everything 
down like everything you're feeling it's just like going somewhere internally and then when different situations arise that's when the anxiety comes because it's like you're you're, you don't want to go back to that state and I think that's something Mm -hmm. a lot of people experience and that's kind of now listening to your story how mine I think kind of festered too because it started off as me putting aside all these emotions and these feelings and not dealing with them correctly because I was young I didn't really understand it I didn't have I really didn't think I had that personal connection with God at the time. Um, like you said as well, and you were like you would pray, but it wasn't. It was kind of like empty prayers. It wasn't really assertive, mm-hmm. and it wasn't like intentional. I think I did a lot of that when I was younger, and yeah. so it just I was just never healing myself. I didn't have any anything that I needed to to move myself forward onto the right path and secular medicine helped me kind of stabilize myself like you mentioned and like a therapist kind of like helped for a second but it wasn't getting to the root cause of my my feelings and my emotions and it wasn't really Mm -hmm. until I really dug deep into my faith and like kind of pulled out all that like stuff I was hiding (laughs) you know Mm -hmm. deep down within that I got to the root cause of it and now I feel peace because no matter what is thrown at us no matter how deep in the trenches we are going to be or going or or whatever like in whatever circumstance we're going through God is always with us and he'll always pull us out of them you know so and I don't think I had those thoughts when I when I was going through those those times in my life I didn't think there was a hope because there was no hope like to me that was just Mm -hmm. the worst days of my life and like I said I thought I was dying and I didn't know how to deal with it but I didn't turn to God in the way that I should have I just like relied on my own strength right so that was yeah Yeah. I feel like that you hit it spot on there with (laughs) how we just put everything kind of um away we push it aside we don't deal with it and then it gets it festers and then it just becomes a really big problem and then eventually we do have to deal with it (laughs) exactly it's like it's like you don't deal with it you don't deal with it in those moments where you can but then you think you're kind of like getting away with not dealing with it but in fact you deal with it way worse later I saw like a secular quote about this and it basically said something like you can like hide can like put a band it's like you're putting a band-aid over top of your wound and you're like hiding it with like alcohol and cigarettes and like relationships and hookups and all these different things but like it's eventually like it's going to come forth in uglier uglier ways and I don't know just I forget the exact quote totally butchered it probably meshed two quotes together but you know (laughs) basically just the fact that it's like just dealing with those things and um, I think two things that can really help with depression and anxiety just from what I've personally experienced is being able to process your emotions each day that can be in prayer and that can be journaling and it really is like you're casting your cares on onto the Lord or even doing like kind of like a brain dump like I'll like open up a notepad and I'll write out like I'll even put categories of like how I'm physically feeling what I'm thinking about what my emotions are um, because you just keep going through life and then you realize like, oh, for the past two weeks, I haven't even been in touch with like what I've been feeling. And and once you mm-hmm. get, get it out there, it's like God will give you a revelation of it and then he'll kind of free you from it as opposed to just stuffing it all down. And yeah, so just casting it, casting it onto him, journaling, mm-hmm. praying and all of that to, to simplify it. <laughs> totally. Yeah, that's what helps me too. And I think like a big um 
part of why we wanted to do this episode is kind of just like to let people know that you're not alone in this as well because it's something that you know everyone everyone deals with and it is coming to light more now nowadays but there is a way to handle it in a biblical sense in your faith walk versus like always turning to like the secular side of things like we we may have done when we were younger um you know I think like you just said you you um hit it on the head there you just turn to him and like that is like that is what is truly going to set you free from your demons, from the enemy, from the lies that your head's kind of spinning around on the hamster wheel. Because I think like that is what mm-hmm. torments a lot of people is just like the lies from the enemy, the worries, the doubt, the fear. And yeah, like to go back to that quote, fear does not come from God. It's not it's not coming from him. These are not uh, truths from him at all. So maybe that'll help someone today. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. No, I totally agree with you. And 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 that's what we do want to do. We want people to know that they're not alone because that is honestly the worst thing when you're going through that and you just feel like everyone around you is totally fine, Yeah, which we're very good at hiding things. Like I don't mean us specifically, but just as humans, yeah. like, we, <laughs> we're like, we have a lot of secrets, <laughs> but just like, you know, like we can hide things and just pretend we're okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and sometimes that's just the, the farthest from the truth. And um, just a couple, a couple other things that just came to mind as well, just to quickly mention is that um, a lot of times too, I think more often than not, it is a spiritual attack of, you know, depression and anxiety and things like that. So I, you know, I think prayer is so powerful. And um, sometimes I'll go, actually, a lot of times I'll go on YouTube and I'll type in like Robert Clancy. I think that's his name, Robert Clancy, I think. Um, Prayers like to break like for healing or to break depression or anxiety and things like that. And I read this teaching this summer that basically was saying like, you should test everything first with prayer because, because if it is a spiritual attack, then it's going to break first as opposed to like I'm going to attack this with everything else uh, in the natural Mm -hmm. whereas it's like oh it's actually a spiritual attack and like assignment from the enemy over your life so being able to combat it with prayer and coming against depression coming against anxiety in Jesus name um, I think that's really important and yeah, I mean, obviously there's there's a degree. I don't even know what percentage of like is this an actual like medical thing or is this a spiritual thing mm-hmm. or is this an emotional thing? And I think that, um, yeah. So it's it's hard to say, and obviously it can be invalidating to be like this is only spiritual or this is only a chemical imbalance, right. and you have to be on medication for the rest of your right. life. Whereas, and you haven't combated it with with prayer, so definitely a balance for sure yeah definitely because like you said it could be a mix of both and it's hard to say what it is only God knows what's going on in our bodies and how he can heal us and set us free but I do think it could be both so prayer is your number one tool to help you get through it and then if if you feel inclined to do other things to help when necessary then go for it (laughs) because yeah just trying to feel you know feel better and feel the best version of yourself you can be is like is where you need to be to be strong mentally and emotionally and physically. So it's yeah, mm-hmm. it's so important. And um, just before we end, because I feel like we're probably just 
about to wrap up, I'm assuming. Um, <laughs> but I was going to say one other quick thing that I just wanted to mention that uh, I was thinking of today is something, I can't remember the exact quote that my dad will say, but he said whenever he starts to feel um, down or heavy or anything like that, he'll always say like something along the lines of like, um, Lord, like my feelings, my feelings, my thoughts and my circumstances, um, they don't, they don't change something like they don't change who I am or, or who you are, God, and who I am in you. Mm. So just knowing that like the thoughts that we think, the feelings that we have, and even our circumstances around us, it actually doesn't change who God is because God doesn't change. So nothing's changed there. And then it doesn't change who we are in him because because he because it's, you know, grace that we've been saved and everything. So it's nothing we can do more or less that will make him love us more or less. So I found that when he said that, it made me kind of realize like, oh, so if we focus our attention on who God is and who we are in him, and we really know that, which is a really hard revelation to grasp, and I'm still trying to grasp mm -hmm. it, then we can be less shaken by circumstances, thoughts, and feelings because yeah. we're not then we're not focusing as much on ourselves and we're more like nothing's changed about me like I'm still just as valuable and you know you know yeah what I mean? like so, I'm solid because God working on God got me that kind of thing like I'm not going to be shaken that kind of yeah yeah I, I like that that's a really great way to end this podcast <laughs> I think <laughs> we're solid in in God's in God's name in his word and we can't be shaken by the enemy so mm -hmm. Let's not let our minds be yeah. troubled or shaken. And uh, yeah, I just pray that everyone who's listening to this podcast today can get um, some sort of either encouragement to know that you're not alone. And if you are still struggling with this, then you know, mm -hmm. you know who to turn to. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Well, thanks guys so much for listening slash watching. And we will see you guys on the next one. If you enjoyed this episode, we'd love your feedback. If you could rate this podcast and give us a review, it would mean so much to us. It helps us to continue to create more content just like this. We really appreciate the support and we'll see you guys in the next episode.